0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Let the Boys Play podcast. This is episode two. My name is Ryan Strickland. Today, I will be joined by a close friend, Andrew Patrick Niles IV. Uh, let's go over some scores from the past week, real quick, before we bring him in. Uh, Dad is here, beats finally invited, invited back to play 461 to 4, uh, 422. Uh, the kid from Chan beats the Jerusalem Jews 409 to 349. Akuna Moncada beats Bougie bombs Goose 351 to 338, close game there, but not the closest that we saw this week. Team Hernandez beats Team B-hole, 360 to 142, and finally the Las Vegas Marshals beat Shomir Tatis 350 to 344, a deficit of only six points there. Las Vegas Marshals barely squeak out. Uh, team Eugene Krabs had the buy this week. Didn't really pay attention to their lineup. Does not matter. What does matter is my guest, Henry, Niles. How are we doing
1: tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. want to thank you first off on uh, deciding to come on, join us here at uh, Let the Boys Play. This is the first podcast you've ever done.
1: Uh, it is. And I also just want to let the American people know that they're finally seeing not the voice of, but they're seeing the face of the Let the Boys Play podcast because you decided to use a photo of me and our lovely Babs.
0: I did, 100%. It's one of the more iconic photos that I have of you. Um, there are hundreds. I, at this point, we might be pushing thousands of pictures of you um, throughout our, our friend group's uh, duration, you know, our friendship that's been going on. Yeah, you know, we're, we're getting close to possibly a thousand pictures of just you, and, um, you and have- all of them are meme-worthy.
1: Definitely chose the right one for this podcast, though, because that one, coincidentally, was taken at a baseball field on another other than Fenway Park, Section mm-hmm. 42. Never forget. Never forget. So, I just want the people of America to know, though, that they are now hearing the voice of the man who is the face of the podcast. Not the voice of the podcast, just the face.
0: And we love it. We love it. We love every second of it, Henry. So let's get uh, going into a couple questions I got here for you. Uh, you know, pretty standard, uh, pretty... Pretty solid introductory questions. Uh, what was your strategy heading into the draft this season? You are probably one of the more seasoned uh, fantasy league guys around. I know you do uh, pretty much whatever you can get your hands on. What were you looking at uh, looking at the board this year heading into the MLB season?
1: Yeah, so being the seasoned veteran that I am in fantasy sports, I actually kind of was kind of lax this year with my draft strategy. I was actually playing Call of Duty Search to Destroy with a fellow uh fellow member of the league, Anthony Guzman, um, while we were drafting. And I was kind of just going based off of the next best available player and hoping that my uh, expertise and knowledge of the game of baseball could eventually lead to me making the right moves for my team. So -hmm. I probably could have taken just based off of the first week, whereas you guys mentioned last week's podcast, I had an abysmal scoring week, only scored about 320 points in 11 game, 11 days. Really rough, real rough. Average about 30 points a day, so I kind of like took back, and I'm like, okay, so like, what do we need? And I think my boys just needed the first week, kind of get things into gear, because we did win this week on a one-on-one path. Which also, actually, if you want a little tidbit real quick, or a little nugget that I found, there are 11 teams in our league, and after this week, there are nine teams that are one and one
0: Wow, pretty, uh, it's like we're heading into a pretty even field.
1: The only teams that aren't one and one would be Brandon, zero and two, Team Beetle, and then David, who is one and zero, who beat Brandon this week, but David had the buy it last week.
0: Well, technically, there'd be three teams then because I had the buy it this week, and I'm of, one and zero.
1: You would be one and zero, so there'd be, I guess, eight teams that are one and one this
0: so far. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we appreciate uh, appreciate that little stat. I know you are like the uh, our residential numbers guy amongst the group, so. Can always expect solid figures coming out of you. Uh, looking at your team uh, after two weeks, who do you think is going to come out as the guy producing the most for you?
1: I know uh, Freddie Freeman was my first round pick, probably the biggest name besides Francisco Lindor, just because Lindor now plays in New York and Freeman was the 2020 MVP. But I think actually for my team, Freeman's teammate Marcel Ozuna is going to be a dark horse for my top scorer this year because he's in a pretty solid Braves lineup. And he's now kind of got that comfortability of a long term contract and he's not playing for like a one year deal and pressing a little bit. So I think he's going to come out on top and uh, be my my team's top
0: scorer this year. I think that's a great pick. Uh, Ozuna kind of has, I'm not going to call him a five tool player, but I mean, he's got a little bit of a hose. He's uh, he's very serviceable out in the field, um, but I think obviously what really aids him uh, in staying on you know staying in the league is his bat. Uh, he can, at any moment, he can just drop a nuke that'll you know remain on Sports Center on Twitter all over the social media platforms for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, we've seen him uh, trying
1: to rob a home run that not even have a chance of leaving before. So we know his fielding is not great, but it's good enough uh-huh. to make. You have good to enough. Keep him, you have to keep him in the lineup, basically. Oh,
0: yeah. It's so a little uh, little two-part question here. Uh, are there any trades you're looking to make, and are there any pieces missing from your team that you're looking to acquire through trades?
1: Okay, so we'll go with the second question first. Um, so any pieces I'm missing? I mean, any team, you obviously just want depth, especially on the pitching staff. Um, I would say my staff is fine. I didn't pay great attention to it, so I've already made a couple free agent acquisitions that have turned out fine, like Jake Arrieta and Marco Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And even Steven Matz, but I can't always depend on your ace to carry you, especially in a fantasy season, because you might only get one start out of them in a week. So it's always great to try and get maybe two or three aces on your team so you can rely. You might even get six starts out of those three guys in a week, and especially come around playoff time in fantasy. Those are huge point potential winning matchups. Like just this week, we saw a matchup that had a pitcher gate. 68 points because he threw the no-hitter, and then he was facing a guy who threw negative 24. So that's a negative 92 point swing right there. That's a 92-point swing in a matchup right there, which would yeah. be huge in the playoffs. But the reason why I'm mentioning that first and the trades, I've already looked to make four different trades with two different teams and have been denied every time. I'm not gonna name the teams,
0: but I've basically I'll, just been trying to I'll, I'll, I'll name a team. I'll name a team real quick. It was me. And your trade was okay. ludicrous. Okay. It was absolutely nonsense. I understand you're a Twins fan. Huge. But do you, you want Byron Buxton? Yeah, I do. A player you've actually never seen play.
1: Yeah, we don't need to go on. We can get into that. And we can get into that, I guess. Or quick you're just giving you're, what you
0: me Devers. You think I'll just roll over and give you Buxton? Because I'm okay. a Red Sox fan and I'll yeah. take Devers. That's it? Yeah, you scratch back. I'll scratch mine. Um oh, No.
1: Yeah, funny, uh, for the people who don't know, I played Buckston in a Georgia tournament when I was in high school. Didn't know really who he was. I just knew he was good. Ever since the Twins have drafted him, I've gone to nine games where he could potentially play. I have yet to see him play. I wear his jersey every time, hoping to see it. I've seen it. At it At this
0: point, I think he's doing it. I think he knows you're showing up to the field, and he's just whatever he has to do. Hey, there's he's this. Not playing that day.
1: Hey, there's this guy coming to the game today. I just got that weird feeling. Just, I no. don't, I don't really plan today. He's never even. He's not actually hurt on those days. He just doesn't want to come.
0: No. come show up. Yeah, you must have done something to him in that tournament in Georgia or whatever you were. To where this point, he knows if Henry Niles is showing up to the ballpark, Byron Buxton will not be showing up.
1: I already made the sick joke because he's having a good year that the only time I'll see him play in person is when he's playing for like the Dodgers and the Yankees because we're not going to offer him enough money next year. So, Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I've already made that sick joke in my mind and now I've made it public to the rest of the world. So,
0: Very, Well, speaking of Byron Buxton and the Minnesota Twins, who I will publicly come out and say are my secondary team uh, for the MLB, obviously spending a good amount of time in the Midwest. And with you, uh, a little bit of Twins fever has rubbed off on me. Beautiful ballpark, a uh, really solid team out there. Uh, what do you? What's your prediction for them this season? Where are they finishing? Are they going to win a playoff game? What's going on up north?
1: So you asked the hard-hitting question, are right? they to win a playoff game? So I think they can win a playoff game this year because I think they got a good group of guys. They got enough young guys that will eventually come up this year. Like Kirloff, maybe Royce Lewis at the end of the year. If his ACL injury can be rehabbed pr- fairly quickly, I would prefer not. But then we just got some new faces like Andre Allen Simmons and some new faces on the pitching staff like Alex Colomay and Hansa Robles, who I think are going to be a good addition once they kind of get settled in. Because I know that uh, Colomay, for instance, had a rough start. Mm-hmm. and then everyone keeps kind of referring like oh they need to get back to the 2019 twins but it's like they, that was kind of an anomaly season like they hit like they almost averaged two home runs a game as a team which i know baseball is trending in that way where home runs are strikeouts but it's like to average like, 1. like 8, nine home runs per game is like insane like they hit like 300 and some home runs that season and like we haven't seen that since obviously last year was a shortened season but with the change balls I just need – I got. I just want to see, like, our catcher hit, like, 250. Everyone wants him to get back to hitting 300 with 30 home runs. Like, I'm, that's not what you expect from the catcher's position, for mm-hmm. instance. But I think the Twins can win the division because I honestly don't trust the White Sox because they're injured too much. I don't think Tony LaRusso is going to be able to connect to a bunch of young kids at his, his age. Um, Very old. Cleveland trading Lindor away and then just trying to rely on their strong pitching, I just feel like it's going to bite them at the end of the day because they're just, if they fall apart at all on the staff, especially with Bieber, um, Mm -hmm. there's just no way they can maintain that. Detroit's an interesting team just because they are rebuilding and they're actually doing it pretty quick, but their pitching is still pretty weak. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas City is kind of my dark horse, though, to make the playoffs at least this year, not win our division, but Kansas City is my dark horse to make the playoffs because they were pretty good last year. They added Ben Intendi this offseason. are young, young pitching got a lot of experience last year in a shortened season. They called some guys, but mm-hmm. maybe they weren't ready to call up. So I'm kind of looking you. for Kansas City to possibly just be a sneaky wildcard team, mm-hmm. depending on what the ownership does, because if they decide to sell off some pieces by the trade deadline then that might diminish and derail their season but i think that they might even go for it and try and get a guy which i'd like to see because it's always fun when like new teams make the playoffs especially teams who were once competitive and now aren't great and i'd just like to see at least some balance in the division because it's kind of honestly it's kind of boring like when you like play a team and you're like oh we're, we're gonna win three games it's like how like when the Red Sox and like the Yankees play the Orioles. I mean, the Orioles are pretty good this year, but like for the last couple of years, it's been like, oh, like that's a win. Like, why even watch the game?
0: That's how I feel when the Red Sox play the Twins. I'm gonna be honest; I don't watch those games.
1: Yeah, they've been pretty because the
0: Red Sox. Real, real. <laughs> Let me jump in. The Red Sox are the hottest team in baseball. No one can tell me otherwise. I know the Dodgers are great. I know the Padres are great, and I know they're having you know, postseason energy right now in the series they're playing. But the Red Sox, no one, I mean, people are paying attention, but not enough people. We have Bobby Dahlbeck. We got goddamn what, Polecki. I think that's his name. Sounds right. Xander Bogarts, Devers, Home, Hunter Renfro. I mean,
1: kid, Alex Verdugo.
0: We do have Alex Verdugo. We do have him. And if he has any sort of season like he had last season, and we we, we figure out Things on the bump. I mean, we have Nathan Abaldi. He's my next jersey, by the way. I'm buying Nathan Abaldi jersey. Um, I, I, I will die on the hill that he should have uh, he should have received World Series MVP a couple of years ago if we would have won that extra inning game. Uh historic performance that seems to be forgotten about. Yeah, that game was just because that game, uh, that series won one more game.
1: That game was crazy, too, because I remember I literally fell asleep and I woke back up and the game was still going on.
0: Yeah, shit was nuts. Speaking of jerseys, too, I realized I was looking through my jerseys the other day. Um, All my jerseys I have, minus one because he's retired. But every other jersey I have, the, the, the player associated with that jersey has moved on to a different team. I have a Tom Brady jersey. I have a Rob Gronkowski jersey. I have a Julian Edelman jersey. I have an Andrew Benetendi jersey. And not a single one of them, uh, you know, are with a Boston team, New England team anymore. Well, I mean, I'm still going to wear them. They, you know, I still – they're all from uh, – except for the Gronkowski, the other ones are from uh, championship seasons. So I'm still going to wear them, still going gonna, still gonna to represent. But, you know, a little, little tough putting those on now.
1: I mean, you might need to buy a Tampa Edelman jersey soon because it sounds like uh... – you never know. Uh, nah, he's done. You never know. Tom's gonna convince him. I could convince nah, him. drop. body's
0: done. <laughs> body's done.
1: No, it's just uh, real quick back to baseball. I uh, mm-hmm. beautiful looking at the standings. and seeing the Red Sox ten and six, but yeah, just wonderful seeing the Yankees at five and ten.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely wonderful. And and I've said this. I've never said it on a podcast, obviously, because this is only the second time I've ever done a podcast. But I don't hate.
1: Uh,
0: I don't hate the Yankees. I really don't. They're a team. They have nothing to do with my personal life. It's and I'm the same way with Dodgers. No offense to any Dodgers fans out there, but some fans of the Dodgers and the Yankees are the reason why I don't like the team.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, I don't have any personal vendetta with most teams. I just hate the team because of the people I know associated with that team.
0: Uh, honestly, Hen, you should have a personal vendetta against the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Just, be- I'm just, just because what they've done to the Twins I'm, in the postseason. I'm, I'm trying to
1: be nice right now. I'm not going to get into it, but...
0: was it, 19 straight losses? 18. No. 18. 19, 20?
1: Shit.
0: It's up there. It's, it's in the teens almost oh, it's, to the it's 20s. Gotta
1: be, I think it's 19, honestly.
0: Which is nuts. Minnesota you guys Twins are do- you guys are trying to lose in the postseason. Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at a Minnesota Twins losing streak. 18 consecutive playoff losses. 18? God. And I think, honestly, because we lost two to Houston last year, so that would be 16 not to Houston. Mm-hmm. I think we've lost 13 or 14 of those in a row to the Yankees.
0: That's absolutely nuts.
1: Because I think we lost a couple of the Angels – when they went to the World Series back in 2002, mm-hmm. and then since then we had all need to move into the Yankees. And I had been to That's three of those playoff games. That's rough. And I've seen Alex Rodriguez personally torch the Twins in the playoffs, and now he owns the Timberwolves, so he better not move the team.
0: Out of a sick move by A Rod. Yeah, just I mean, honestly, when when I got dumped, uh, I went on a weird spending spree too, so I can understand what he's going through. Yeah, just, um, or fact... rest in peace uh, to J-Rod, um, A-Lo, whatever the hell their celebrity couple name was.
1: Yeah, something like that. Uh, too much money to go around.
0: Too much money. Way too much. That's why uh, why it didn't work, honestly. Too much money. They had too much fun. Too quick. You know, middle class people stretch a lifetime of fun because we have to save up for it. Oh, 100%. Just like J-Rod and Nate, yeah. just like... A-Rod and J-Lo. Oh, yeah. They're just throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. You run out of things to do. Just like
1: today, for instance, the seven of us got together. We're all like, you know, in our mid 20s. We go get mm-hmm. brunch and then go to a mini golf and arcade place for a few hours. And we all took a nap after. Like, we're all oh, like, 100%. Like, I felt really old.
0: Yeah, I found, that, I found this out a while ago. Um, when we yawn, the purpose of yawning is to get uh, cold or cooler blood up to our brain. That's why we're yawning is to get all the cool blood up to our brain to, I don't know, keep it from fucking exploding. Um, I only had the hot blood in my brain afterwards. Anthony, Anthony Guzman had like $50 worth of arcade credits. So Henry and I just sat there eating popcorn and drinking ices for like 35 minutes. Very At that point, I had so much hot blood on my brain that I don't remember driving home. I just, I showed up here and then I went to bed.
1: Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. Oh, just uh, speaking of trades from earlier, I'm going to ask you if this mm-hmm. is a fair trade. It expires yeah, in a couple of days. I already yeah. sent it out. So I would receive Steven Strasburg, who's currently on the mm-hmm. injured list, and Bryce Harper.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would
1: send Ian Happ, who's having a pretty good season for the Cubs, and then yeah. Hector Neris, who has actually been very good besides one outing. Would you say getting Strasburg, who's on the IL, injury prone history, and Harper, who has some injury history and some up and down history, receiving them and then sending Ian Happ and Hector Naris would be a fair trade?
0: Who's that trade going to?
1: Uh, Team B hole, who scored 150 points this week, but he had Harper on his bench the entire week.
0: Yeah, I don't really think Team B hole is really paying attention over there. Um.
1: Yeah, so I'm just gonna just based off of that, I'm gonna have to ask that a team B holes owner at least takes a good hard look at the move.
0: Yeah, or just throw another guy in.
1: Yeah, I can give you a, but, I can give you a third guy. I can give you a Wilmer Flores, who's yeah, actually having a pretty good. Yeah,
0: throw in Wilmer Flores. I met Wilmer Flores. Let me rephrase that. I saw Wilmer Flores in a very close proximity at work. Yes, yeah, so, I did not talk to Wilmer Flores because I was with a uh, lifelong Mets fan, John Giovi, and I was like, I'm gonna let him get as much time as he wants, you know. I really don't care all that much about Wilmer Flores. It's cool that he's here and he's looking at buying a Lincoln. Don't know why he was buying a Lincoln. Um, But, yeah, so uh, Wilmer Flores, throw Wilmer in. Why not?
1: I mean, I get it, but I also didn't get it. I also like when he started crying when he got traded Mm. like six years ago. Yeah, emotional. I I mean, it's an emotional move. Man loves
0: that city. Man loves that city. he told John that. He said, I love New York. I want to you know, I miss it. Exactly. I want to go back. He's obviously don't he's fine. in San Francisco now. Doing fine now, so yeah. well, or, well, and this is a part of the podcast I'm very excited about because I have created something specifically for you. Okay. Now I'm I i i am not I don't think anyone who's listening to this podcast is not gonna know this because we are all friends. If you are random and listening to this podcast. God bless you. If you've gotten 20 minutes into this random podcast you've stumbled upon, God bless you even more.
1: And we, 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 welcome, Niles, and we welcome you, though.
0: So. Oh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Let the Boys Play. Um, but Henry Niles is a proud and thriving type 1 diabetic. Henry, how long have you been a type 1 diabetic?
1: Uh, March 14th of uh, the year 2000, so a little over 21 years here now.
0: And I won't say that your personality... Is totally based on the fact that you have type 1 diabetes, but there have been a lot of great memories um, because of your, um, I won't even say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's your disease. I'm just going to say it's something you live with. Um, but so I've created this for you, Henry. It is called uh, my new favorite game, type 1 or none. I'm going to list off 10 random famous people. Okay, And you're going to tell me whether they are type one or they're none. Okay. We're going to see how well you know your community. Okay. Okay. There might be a few easy ones on here. Hopefully there's a few ones you don't know. I
1: don't know if easy is going to be the word to use, but okay. I get where you're going. I get where you're going okay. from. You want to try and ease me in and be like, oh, yeah. I know my stuff and all this stuff. You should so- know. I'm
0: going to say you, sh- you should know a few of these. Okay. hundred percent. All right. Ready? Yep. Number one. Former quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Jay Cutler. Type one or none? Type one. He is type one. Yep. One for one so far, Hen. All right, number two. American actor Kevin Smith from Paul Blart. Grown-ups. King of Queens. Type one or none?
1: I'm going to say none.
0: He is none. He is none. Okay, number three. Former Pitcher in the Major League Baseball League. Catfish Hunter. Type one or none?
1: Jim Hunter? No, I, I'm going to say none.
0: Incorrect. He is type one. Wow.
1: They should add that to his card.
0: Yeah, I mean, they should. It should be a diabe- negative diabetic series. i will be the show.
1: Negative five
0: to stamina. Yep, 100%. Didn't eat the bread or carbs. I don't know what it is that make you guys tired, but uh, carbs, you didn't no. get enough of it. Carbs. All right. This one should be a gimme. This is like a V face of type one diabetes. Pop singing sensation, Nick Jonas, type one or none. Type one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If you didn't get that one, I would have upgraded you to like type three. I don't even know what that is. But <laughs>
1: Actually, you can be type one diabetic, which I am, which your pancreas has no function at all. Sorry, I'm just cutting you off real quick. Um, no, that's fine. And then you got a uh, type two, which is, uh, you can actually uh, potentially eliminate it by losing a bunch of weight, It's usually for overweight people with high cholesterol, because what happens is their insulin producing insulin, but their, uh, their fats absorbing the insulin. So they need a little help mm-hmm. to, you know, maintain it. And then type three, it's not actually called type three, but that's what I call it. Cause I forgot the medical term for it, but you can actually get diabetes while you're pregnant. So tell me a woman.
0: Yeah. Um, Selma Hayek, I think got that.
1: Yeah, so, like, what happens is you're basically just type 1, or you're basically a type 1 diabetic for the 7 to 8 month period that it happens, Mm -hmm. and then once you have your baby, you're just back to normal life. It's very rare, but it is common, obviously, only in women, because (laughs) they're the only ones who can give birth, so.
0: Oh, I hope it's only in women. Uh, Okay, here we go.
1: What the world we live in, you never know.
0: Number is number 4 and 5, number 5. Randy Jackson from American Idol.
1: I really hope Randy Jackson is not type 1, so I'm going to say not.
0: Randy Jackson is none. Thank you. God bless him.
1: I'm sorry, none.
0: American rock star Brett Michaels. Type 1 or none? Uh, none. Mm-hmm. Type 1 is literally the rock star of the type 1 community. So, oh shoot. Sonia Soto Mayor, the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Type one or none.
1: What state?
0: It's she's, she's the Supreme Court, hen. She's the Associate Justice. Oh, you're right. She... Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say none. Type one. Jesus. You guys are everywhere. Supreme Court. <laughs> America... Well, not American Idol, but Brent Michaels, whatever he's doing nowadays. Um, Terry Francona. Type one or none. Uh, one
1: hundred percent not. So none.
0: He is none. Yep. Guy Fieri, celebrity chef.
1: I mean, you <laughs> you think he'd be type two with how much he eats, but I'm gonna say none.
0: Mm-hmm. He is none. So quick tally here before we head into the final one. Uh, yes. So one, two, okay. three, four, five. You're eight for ten right now, Hen. Eight for nine actually. Or eight eight for nine. You're on fire. Here we go. Final one. Former collegiate athlete and current Marshalls employee, Henry Patrick Niles IV. Type one or none?
1: Uh, You're referring to me. Also, I work at TJ Maxx. I understand. Same thing. Marshalls is technically the same thing, but it is a different company. So, but yes, type one. So 9 for 10 should Correct. put me in the hall, but
0: it won't because I didn't go 10 for 10. Wait, no, you definitely missed more than one. You missed Sonia Soltamayor. Yeah, I missed like two. Or three. And Catfish Hunter. Yeah. So that's 8 for 10. I missed uh, 3. And Brett Michaels. You're 7 for 10. Yeah. That's a C. You still pass. C's and D's do get degrees. The uh, degree on my wall is proof enough.
1: I just want to add in that you missed the the two that I know the most besides, you know, Nick Jonas and myself. Is uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Morrow he used to pitch for the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, I feel like that one was too easy. I looked yeah. up famous type 1 diabetics and I'm like, oh, he's going to get that. I honestly percent. don't know
1: if he's famous unless you're like, oh, I got a baseball fan, but it's fine. I get what you're saying. And then Adam mm-hmm. Adam Morrison, the dirty stash from Gonzaga back in the day. He's a type 1 diabetic. Knew that. Yeah, he, he gave me a little hope to, you know, play professionally someday, possibly. Obviously, God had other plans, but...
0: Well, I also think a um, large piece of dome fabric had other plans, yeah, too, um, because... Yeah, dome fabric... For those plan, who don't know, Henry's sorry. career was cut very short um, because he tried to drop a people's elbow I'm, on um, an inflated piece of dome fabric back in the day in the Dirty Dean, uh, which parted... It was like the Red Sea. It, as soon as Henry yeah. was horizontal with the ground, the air just shot to either side of the fabric, and Henry just landed straight down on his throwing arm, uh, throwing shoulder, more specifically. And, um, yeah, really uh, tragic. Not the end, but uh, it, it really brought the end a lot quicker than a lot of people would have liked.
1: Oh, yeah, but, you know, we're grateful for where it today, and we're just grateful for uh, Jesse Icomb for bringing me to PC, so.
0: We are. Shout out to Jesse Eichem, Jesse, if you're out there listening. Um, you know what? You didn't do a lot right, but you also didn't do a lot wrong. He did bring the boys together, let's be honest.
1: He did bring all of us together. That's the one thing he
0: gets. <clears throat> Think about it. Without Jesse Eichem, this podcast never happens. Um, Bailey Sean, he's probably not married and has a kid. Probably not. Um, Bob Barker probably. met his longtime girlfriend. Probably doesn't mean her either. Doesn't mean her if he doesn't come to the Dirty Dean.
1: The only absolute that probably happens is Andy and Amber getting married because they're sweethearts.
0: Hundred percent. Andy and Amber um, were put on this earth to marry and eventually have a house um, with some. Just, I mean, the dogs are cool, but I I thought I lost my ability to walk because they fell asleep on my legs one night. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I actually, if you guys, if America doesn't know this, but I live with them. So, but I keep my door shut at all times. But Avenger has found out if he pushes hard enough, he can
0: open my door. Honestly, Avenger's fine. I rock with Avenger. It's Athena.
1: Yeah, but some, she's...
0: Athena gives me weird vibes.
1: Something happened, apparently, like, right before I got here. Because I got here, like, November 7th or 8th. And apparently on, like, Halloween, some, like, little kids scared her enough. Every time I walk out of my room now, Athena just bolts outside. She's, like, not a people person anymore.
0: That's a... Well,
1: if Andy, she's, not, Amber, she's not a person
0: anyway, so she can't know, really like, be it.
1: If Andy, Amber, or Andy's parents aren't here, or Cammy, Andy's cousin, Athena hates people.
0: Great story, real quick, sidetrack, about Andy's uh, cousin, Cammie. Um, Henry and I were able to go to Andy's wedding, where Cammy was a bridesmaid. Um also,
1: she wasn't a bridesmaid, but I didn't give her a sign so.
0: yeah, she was the it's okay, whatever. Um wait, was she was she a bridesmaid?
1: No, she just helped walk the floor grab on
0: There we go. That's what she did. Um but no, I uh
1: She did graciously drive us to the wedding though, because we were able to pregame so
0: we were. Yeah. Thank you, Cammy. Um no, but I did score Henry a dance with Cammy, a slow dance. Um, Because I, uh, like a good friend, correctly guessed that his blood sugar would be dangerously in, you know, the wrong way. Um, And I think I was only, I think I had like a 20 20 point, point, like forgiveness area. And I got it within like three.
1: Yeah, just also speaking of my, you know, lifelong disease, Ryan Mm -hmm. wagered my disease. I did. On a dance.
0: I did. And I won. Like I always do. Came up clutch. And two, got clutch. you a dance.
1: Clutch scene's only around the strip household, so. Yep.
0: Yeah. Cold blooded. My dad survived to Vietnam. You don't think that's clutch? It is. Not to be. Thank you, Larry, for your service. Thank everyone out there. All uh retired, active uh US military men and women for their service. Uh the Let the Boys Play podcast is a supporter and uh, you know. You can never be repaid for what you did. Um, Speaking of serving currently, shout out uh, to one of our own, Ryan Barker, Bob Barker. Come on down. Thank you for listening to the Let the Boys Play podcast. Maybe in your squad car, maybe in the station. Who knows? Uh, But thank you for what you do for the uh, state of Nevada. Uh,
1: Huge shout out. appreciate everything you do. Love you, brother.
0: We love you, Bob. So, Hen, um, anything, uh, any, any imparting words you want to give to the people here on the Let the Boys Play podcast?
1: Yeah, um, just the uh, last uh, couple tidbits for our fantasy season so far. I know this is a fantasy podcast, so it might bore some people, but hopefully after the season is over, we can kind of just skip into more sports, not get so personal, kind of just round out weeks, of, the week of sports. mm mm-hmm. The uh I know the first week of the season was, you know, a couple of days longer because it's just the way the Mammal Beasts scheduled their season. So but in fantasy though, the average score for the week one winner was five hundred and fifty ish points. Nuts. David would have been an outlier because he scored about eight hundred and forty, but he technically didn't get a win because he didn't play anyone, so he had to buy. But then for week two, in a standard week, the average winner score was only three hundred and ninety. So, I think yeah. people need to realize that 390 to 400, honestly, about 375 points are going to be, like, what you want to get each week, and you're probably going to be pretty golden.
0: Honestly, I think it's going to come down to the pitching. I think pitching is going to be the biggest contributor to points, like, big points this year. Obviously, there's already been two no-hitters by um, Joe Musgrove and whatever that guy's name was for the White Sox. What's his name, In
1: Carlos Rondon.
0: Carlos, Rondon, congratulations to both of them if they're listening. I doubt they are. But uh, off chance they are. Good job, boys. Good uh, good moments for the brand.
1: Doug, I had a pitcher who got a total of negative 10 points this week. So that can definitely come back to bite you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's rough. That is rough.
1: And I'm just looking real quick at my week one, because I'm pretty sure I had a pitcher who did even worse than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if we go based off the totals, I had. Uh, okay. So, oh, wait. Sorry. I was to at the wrong team.
0: That's fine. You know, it's a, it's
1: just yeah, a podcast. I just, we're just, yeah, we're going to ignore what I was going to say. So, I have okay. honestly, we'll really no, I have really no parting words except I just want to thank you for having me on here. I, Hope to be back on again soon. Oh yeah! But also, you will be
0: be, a a recurring guest.
1: I honestly hope to be back on around like week week twelve or week thirteen, which means that everybody in the league at least will be on once.
0: Yeah, we're we're hoping to get everyone on.
1: I'm more than Uh, willing to come on. So,
0: we're we're hoping to get everyone on. Uh, You're welcome back anytime. Uh, Again, you are guest number two, the Deuce of the Let the Boys Play podcast, a podcast that brings together. Friends, family, and strangers to talk shop, talk baseball. And yet to really talk about anything. Uh, Still looking for some sponsors. So if anyone wants to sponsor us for any reason, maybe I'll ask my mom's business if she wants to sponsor us. Like, we can drop in a little, you know, a little. uh, For all your t-shirt and printing needs, please visit nightowlimage.com. Like that'd be great. And she throws us mm-hmm. some some shirts that say let the boys play, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah, perfect. Also, yeah. I just want to say one more thing before you give it Yeah, go eyes. ahead. You want to
0: shout out anyone? Mom, dad, sister? What's going on?
1: No, I just want to say uh, these are my final words for this week. Are uh Sky Yuma, roll the boat, and go gophers.
0: Skyuma, roll the boat, go gophers, big season for Minnesota coming up in any sport. I wanna thank my guest Henry Niles for coming on and joining us today. This is Let the Boys Play podcast. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you're having a great day staying safe, and we will see you next week.